Welcome to episode 80 of Too Old for this podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. And tonight, we are back, baby, and we're going to be talking about Black Widow, we're going to be talking about Loki, you're going to hear Jer's predictions for the Loki series finale coming up this Wednesday, plus we're going to get into that What If trailer, that Star Wars Visions teaser, so much to talk about. We're back. I'm nerding. I'm nerd. Let's go. Let's crack a lacking, my brother. Ah! What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up is uh, you're uh, you're doing double daddy dude. That's what's up. Oh, I had a baby, brother. That's right, man. Well, Melinda had the baby, yes. but um, um, I but, have a daughter now. Yes, that's uh, true. There you go. You have a boy uh, and a girl. Good for you, man. Good. That's Congrats. true. That's true. I have match. I have a match set. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Like she looks almost almost identical uh, to my son. Um, nice. uh, at least at least when he was at that age. Uh, mm-hmm. She's a little smaller, um, but she's fantastic. Mommy's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Mom had a fantastic performance uh, in in the, in the hospital. We were only there for like twenty minutes before the baby was in her arms. Oh wow! Like really, 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 really quick. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I've been off work all the past week, just uh, helping out, taking care of both the kids. Is wow! It's a it's a lot. It's a lot more work. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. There's a lot going on with my son now um, as a result of this. You know, uh, a lot of good, but a lot of stuff that I'm just like, I'm worried about him now because he's a, a little a little uh, emotional, a little maybe needy, um, mm. which, you know, is probably natural. Uh, but, uh, you know, just uh, do my best to, like, pay more attention. So I'm extra tired these days. We're not getting a lot of sleep in the house this, this right now. But we're very happy uh, that the... the uh, her name is is Willow, um, awesome. Willow Margaret Dove, and uh, and she's uh, just a beautiful little girl, just amazing. Um, awesome. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, good stuff is going on here in my life. Uh, what what awesome. else? I'm also I'm also down forty pounds. Uh, as good. you know, I've been, I've been dieting yep. since uh, beginning of March. Um, so it's uh, forty pounds in eighteen weeks. Nice. Now, so I'm averaging just a little over two pounds a week. So uh, yeah, should think, be about uh, exactly a year before I hit my goal of one hundred pounds. Nice. Um, I think I found your forty pounds, man. <laughs> it fell on my ass. Holy! I wish I could diet. <laughs> well, I I can recommend some stuff for you. Some stuff yeah. to you. Trust me. All right. I'm I'm no Iron Man. I'm no. <laughs> I'm no American Ninja Warrior, Kev. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I don't know if it's a big secret out there, but um, <laughs> I'm kind of a fat, lazy piece of shit, and yeah. <laughs> somehow I've 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 found a couple of hacks. I think okay. I feel like the things that I do are not work; they're hacks. Mm. They're, just, they're they're not conventional completely, but um, they're also a lot easier than actual work. Fair <laughs> enough. I am looking I, forward. Uh, hopefully, gyms open back up because. Uh, I need to get my rotundo ass back on the treadmill. <laughs> you need to get back on the racquetball courts, brother. Uh, back in the racquetball courts. Well, that's that's what I haven't done for a long time. 
I don't know why I just thought of that. I, yeah. just, I was just trying to think of a random weird sport that I that probably didn't. <laughs> I know. used to play racquetball back in the day. Ironically. I remember I think I, tra- um, I, I bought a racket, yeah. a racquetball racket at one point because I thought I was going to do that. No, no, no. Sorry, not racquetball. Squash. I was playing squash. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I know. There's a big yeah. difference. I yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually bought a racquetball racket, not a squash racket. Yeah, but... I bought a squash racket back in the day and I used to play. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually a fun game. Um, yeah. Surprised I don't. Yeah, I never really played it very much. Well, here's your chance. Yeah, COVID, yeah. <laughs> COVID is coming to a close. Is there and, still squash uh, courts? <laughs> well, squash courts and racquetball courts were the same, right? So um, I have no idea. I yeah, don't think so. I they were playing it. in the same place. Yeah, yeah. It's just okay, um, yeah, just two different two different style of games. That's all. But it was played in the same court. Well, yeah. Oh, no, that's funny. I forgot about all squash. Right. These are questions I will never actually find the answer to. Yeah, and I will not give a shit. Anyway. Fair enough. Uh, squash racquetball. Um, good time. <laughs> On squash. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I had a baby. I lost yep. 40 pounds. Good. We haven't done an episode in a few weeks. We, yep. took, a, we took a few weeks off. There's yep. been a lot of reasons. There are a couple of weeks we, we, were, we were hoping to record. Mm-hmm. I was sick. Like, I was sick. Like, three weekends in a row. Nah. Um. Like I was sick one weekend, and then the next weekend I got my second dose um, okay. of the vaccine. So that's another thing since the last time we spoke. And I hit, believe I, I hit, did yeah. it now. Uh, oh yeah, my second dose um, really, really gave me a lot of side effects. I mm. felt like I had a bad flu yeah. uh, for for twenty four hours after that. Okay. And uh, and then I've had this other lingering uh, like sore throat mm. issue. Um, which is not COVID. I actually got a COVID test because it was a sore throat issue, um, and I tested negative. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's still going on. I'm I'm actually pretty good right now, though. That's why. That's why we're doing this now. Finally, episode eighty. Here we are. But there's so much, uh, and you know, so we. It's uh, kind of funny because uh, I didn't get any side effects from my from my second shot. That's great, man. Yeah. I um I did get the fatigue. A lot of people were complaining about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. The fatigue, I did get a little bit of that. Uh, other than that, a little bit sore arm, but it wasn't as bad I as the find first that, one. I find that mostly younger people that I talk to say that, that they didn't mm-hmm. get any side effects. And okay. I find that mostly mostly people my age or older, uh, I, I find that most of them tell me that they like had the same kind of thing that I did. Yeah. Um, well, but I don't know. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any mid twenties. So I guess that's why. I'm just thinking that. Yeah, you have. You <laughs> definitely have the the physicality of a 25 year old. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you remain an OTOG brother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you you so, your yeah. your your DNA uh, is is maybe too young to. Make the cut. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Even my brother anyway, didn't get it. My it's great to be fully vaccinated, too. isn't it? Like it is, you think good. about it. I don't remember what episode we were on when mm. the when the when the 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 pandemic started. Yes. Um, I think it was way before fifty. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was I a long fucking so, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So it's 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 remarkable that we're sitting here fully vaccinated now today at yeah. on a. So, I mean, hopefully there's still flare-ups happening. Uh, All the red states in the U.S. where vaccination rates are low, uh, flare-ups and the the Delta variant, which is scary. Yes. Uh, Maybe we'll all get a a third shot, like a booster shot. um, Which is probably what's going to happen, yeah. Yeah, I think that's likely. I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to that. I want that. I hope they they come up with a booster shot because... um, 
yeah, I want as much protection as possible, be- especially because there are these pockets of the world now yeah. where they're just anti-vax, so they're not going to get it, whatever happens, and they're just going to keep... Like COVID's never going to go away, basically, no. right? It's always going to exist on planet Earth in yeah. these pockets. It's right? going to turn into like, um, like a, and it'll like keep flu it'll keep mutating. It'll keep mutating into worse yeah. uh, variants because yeah. of that. So yeah, uh, like like vaccinate the shit out of me, scientists. Uh, and like it's the first time I'm like, yeah, big pharma is getting so much bigger because of this, and I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'm not, I, I you know. No politics on this show, but mm-hmm. normally you'd find that Jer is against big pharma making massive profits mm. and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But I mean, right now, like whatever the fuck it takes, let big pharma get bigger and bigger and bigger and um, let those bastards get richer and richer and richer mm. as long as they keep producing as fast as they have been. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that's my take on that. All right. uh, it's good to be vaccinated. Mm. Uh, what about you, brother? Uh, you know, we're talking about my life, uh, I think we should catch up on with with you. Yeah, no, Since just we'll... same old, same old BS with me. Uh, just working, you know, doing my thing. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy uh, going on in my life right now um, that I care to share, anyways. But, okay. uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I, I can't complain. Uh, I still have a job, which is good. Great. Um, I'm I'm still getting that paycheck, so. Business picking up now that now that it's, now that things are opening. It's slowly up. picking up. Uh, my boss is predicting that uh, we'll get like hit hard when uh, stage three uh, finally hits sure. and everything's more open. Um, I'm excited that theaters are actually opening back up next week. Uh, I thought they opened up last night. <laughs> Was it last night? Oh, I thought it was. Oh no, last you're week. right. Yeah. You're right. It's like the 16th. Yeah, you're right. The 16th. You're right. You're right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yes, that, I'm excited for that too. Really I don't. I don't know what the first movie I'm going to see is, but man, I'm yeah. excited about some stuff that's coming up yeah, in the next no, few absolutely. months. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, brother? Dune. Hello. Um, <laughs> Dune is coming. Dune, oh, Dune. is yeah, coming. Yeah. Dune, Dune. When's that releasing? Wait for date? my brother, Baron. What's the uh, date? The sleeper on that? has you know? awakened. Uh, the date, the release date for Dune, I don't know. What month? Do I you believe know the month? it's in. I believe it's in late October, early November. Okay, I think I'm, it's early November. Maybe it's I'm late ex- October. I'm excited that uh, I'm going to be able to see Halloween Kills on the big screen. That's what I'm excited uh, about. That's and that's okay. I'm I'm okay. Yo, I love that. Uh, that okay. I'm going to use the quotations, but oh that sequel, <laughs> right? <laughs> because that's what it was. It was a sequel to the original. Right. Uh, right. I absolutely love that. Um, Where is it showing movie. on the big screen and why? Hmm? Are well, they should be, yeah, it should be releasing on the big screen if, if theaters are opening up. Yeah, yeah. Right? So um, I'm expecting to see it on the screen. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about seeing that movie. The trailer dropped and it's just insane. And yeah. my nipples were so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that, that movie looks insane. So I'm excited to see that on the theaters. Uh, All right. I'll watch that. I'll watch I, that so yeah. we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's my uh, uh, off the top of the head. I think that's my biggest one that I'm excited about right now. Cool. Yeah, I can't think of, um, other than of the me, obvious, like in turn the Eternals. Um, I'm. You know what? Honestly, I'm kind of excited about Venom too. Yeah. Is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe it's that. also in October or November. Mm-hmm. I believe um, that's September actually. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah, September. I mean. That is going to be interesting because it's probably going to lead into some Spider-Verse stuff. Yes. 
that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're and, also getting and, and Eternals, like yeah, definitely Eternals, Eternals is going to be Shang-Chi. huge. Like, and Shang Chi looks good, like it will be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not as excited about that as the rest of them, but I but I will definitely want to see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm more into Shang Chi now after watching the second trailer. Yeah, the trailers are pretty good. And also, I've been watching Kim's Convenience, too. So, um, being that I've been watching that show, and obviously, Homeboy's on that show, um, it's it's definitely getting me a little bit more excited to see that film, too. So, yeah, that last trailer was killer. But anyways. Yeah. uh, It looks like it's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. So um, It was like a crazy martial arts film, which is right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, a, a super-powered martial arts. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. Looks uh, a lot better than that fucking Airbender fucking bullshit that uh, that uh, what's his face put out. <laughs> what? What, what was it? The last, uh, the last Airbender, whatever it was called. Um, that that Nemnite made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, M. yeah. M. I, I can't even get through that. I remember, oh, I, remember dude, I sat there for like five minutes. But I'm not somebody who like. Did you watch? The I didn't Avatar watch the cartoon. cartoon. I didn't watch the okay. cartoon. But like, I, there's there's a whole like 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 following to that thing. Like people love that that Avatar thing. Yeah. Um, so I think those are the only people who watched that M Night movie. Is what I was about to say. No, but like, they I all think, hated it though. That's the funny. That's, <laughs> I know they hated it, but. So, like I couldn't even sit through it because what? I was like I didn't care about any of it. Like if you were an, if you were a fan of the Avatar show, I'm sure you could sit through the movie because the whole time you're just comparing it and yep. doing stuff in your head like that. I was just like fuck all of this, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the <laughs> yeah. same boat. Yeah, um, yeah. It's funny because I actually so at the time I was dating this girl who was into that fucking cartoon and she wanted to watch yeah. the movie, and we yeah. even she was just like that was fucking garbage. Yeah, <laughs> like we both walked out of that theater mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, <clears throat> I would have been mad if I if I paid to see it for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely paid to see it, and I'm pretty sure yeah. I probably bought her tickets and popcorn too. So I was even triply oh. mad. <laughs> so, I'm sure it was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't at the time. The at moment. the time, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> anyways. You gotta live in the moment, brother. You can't. You can't. You know, hindsight is uh, and all that bullshit. Anyway, what 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 are we talking about? What's 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 next on the list here? Oh, um, <sighs> we talked about some trailers. We're gonna talk about that visions trailer. That vi- um, what do we, what do we, okay? There's two. There's two things that are coming up from Dis- for Disney Plus that mm-hmm. are exciting to me. One is this Marvel What Is series. One yes. is this Star Wars Visions yes. series. Which one do you want to go for? Kevin, you pick. It's Kev's pick. Okay, so are, are we going to watch... Well, we're going to watch the What If trailer together, yeah? That's, yes. That's what we're going to do? I, I haven't watched it yet. I okay. haven't watched it, so... Okay, uh, but we're just going to talk about the Visions trailer, correct? Yes, we're just going to talk about Visions and not okay, do so live Okay, let's, so let's talk about it. Uh, I only watched it once. Okay. Uh, the Visions looks, trailer? Yeah, I only watched it the okay. one time, but... Star it, Wars, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about Star Wars. Yeah. I and we, like I said, man. We, I, I we, unfortunately because I have this new soundboard, I oh haven't yeah. uploaded all these. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it looks uh, it looks crazy cool. It's uh, it's Japanese style. It's it's anime. 
Um, it's very Japanese. Uh, when I say that, I mean like there's samurais in it. There's. Oh, it's literally Japanese. They yeah. literally. What, the premise of this thing is they went to Japanese anime creators. Yeah. Um, did they actually and, go to Japan? And, and they said. I feel know, like they did. You were, because you were Star Wars. In the, yeah, in the little trailer, um, there was like guys who were like speaking like straight Japanese, right? So I yeah. assume they went to Japan. To, yes, to no, find. these are actual Japanese, yeah. uh, like well known Japanese like, uh, animators, anime artists. Yeah, mm. if we were anime nerds, we would know all these guys, they're all right. famous in yes. the anime world. Okay, um, and so it's 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 crossing the streams, it's bringing an anime audience over to Disney Plus mm-hmm. at this at, at the same time, it's bringing such a much needed injection, and this is what I've talked about since day one when star wars went to disney Mm -hmm. what they need to do is they just need to cast a wide net of creators out there well-known creators who are well known for being like good at this kind of thing yeah and and just say like what do you got just bring us an idea and just give us a fresh spark of creativity that might plant a seed in the imaginations of the audience that can give us a new like direction a new entire branch a new entire branding under the star wars logo Mm -hmm. and and it it, what it reminds me of a lot is um the matrix the animatrix yeah yeah which i love for that yeah and you know another thing that i love is heavy metal which is another anthology animation Yep. yep uh series yeah um and like i like i don't know any of these anime artists i'll be honest mm-hmm. um i i i'm not a I, I don't have the time to follow anime it's one of those things where it's like it it's it's a serious it's, it's a serious pursuit or not. right yeah. i enjoy it when i watch it but i don't seek it out and i don't follow it yeah, right yeah. so like um i'm not against it in any way i just i can't claim to be a fan of it uh or like a legitimate follower of it mm-hmm. but um, I am so excited about this idea because yeah, this, like originally Star Wars is based on uh, uh, samurai Sam- movies yeah, yeah. and, and, and samurai this, meets the, uh, Flash Gordon. Yes. Right. Seven and, samurai. Yeah. Go on. Uh, no, just the aesthetic and the vibe and yeah. the, and the storytelling, everything about these anime films, these samurai mostly, yeah. um, you know, centered stories is perfect. Like translates perfectly to the star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and uh, I, I'm very excited about this, yeah. man. Like this is the first, it does look I pretty think, cool. Yeah, that's one, that's one thing. Disney I say, plus yeah. Disney star Wars project that I think could like, like, you know, what's going to happen if, if one of these shorts is amazing and the characters in it, really resonate with the fans there's going to be an immediate online movement to expand that storyline and mm. then we could get a tv series based on that short and then we could get movie. movies based, movie, based yeah. on that short yeah. right and yeah. oh my god it wouldn't be based on fucking dave filoni i would be the happiest man alive you just have to bring if him up, something like you? that could happen <laughs> yes i'm sorry because I like I, I I'm sorry, Kev, but I cannot stand the state of modern Star Wars. I'm I'm desperate for Obi Wan to come out so that 
um, you know, I, uh, I have high hopes for that show anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But um, for the moment, I'm living in the Filoni-verse of Star Wars com- completely, and I hate it. I hate it. I'm sorry. And, and, and just something like, something like this that was so exciting to me because of that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm living in a desert, and I'm dying of thirst, and Disney Plus just showed me a trailer that looks like it's going to be a, a, a tall, cold glass of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. That's that's my point of view on this. So uh, uh, I don't know if you ever think, watched. Uh, they uh, actually did. I don't know what studio did it, but there was like a short, um, and it's very anime Japanese anime style Star Wars on. Uh, it was on YouTube. Yeah, I feel like there are some fan made. Yeah, uh, Star Wars I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It looks like more professional than just fans. Like I, I feel like a studio actually made it. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know the complete backstory of it, but yeah, it looks it looks very cool. But, um, but of course they have like you know Mark Hamill's image and like you know, yeah. Um, and obviously uh, I think if I remember correctly, C three PO and R two D two are in it too. It's there's actually a f- and Han Solo. Sorry, there's actually th- sorry. There's yeah. a bit of a long time. Sorry, I was gonna say there's actually a fantastic X Men anime series that mm-hmm. you could find on YouTube. Um, that was produced in Japan and it's like, it's like slightly weird and different because it kind of takes place in Jap- Japanese culture instead of American culture Okay, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but the art and, uh, the character work and, and it, even the voice acting, everything in it is so great and cool. And it looks like no other version of X-Men that you've seen anywhere else. Okay. It's it's like its own cool amazing thing. So like uh, definitely if you get a chance look look for that. It's just called X Men Anime I think. Mm. Um, but uh, I I think there's like a bunch of episodes. I think there's a few hours worth of content of it, and it's okay. really really great. Yeah. So yeah, no, it uh, looks like a fun project. And uh, yeah, Star Wars Visions. Hopefully it goes yes. over. Um, hopefully it goes over well with the fans. Scheduled to release on September twenty second, twenty twenty one, and. Yeah, you know what? Hopefully, it 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 gives voice to the segment of the fandom who are like me, who are just like, can you give us a little bit of different content <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, uh, like take some creative directions here, like say, take some new creative directions here, give some new creators a voice here, please. Mm-hmm. Fresh blood uh, is what I'm crying for, and what they're giving me. Thank Kennedy. For that, there you go. Anyway, um, so Star Wars Visions, looking yes. forward to that in September. Moving on, then, boom, done. Uh, we're gonna watch this trailer for the Marvel What, what If series yes. together. Mm-hmm. I have the official yep. Disney Plus trailer loaded on uh, YouTube. Mine says Marvel YouTube. Entertainment in the bottom corner there. Okay, uh, sorry. So, I mean, look, if you're familiar with Marvel Comics at all, then you're familiar with What If Comics. Um, They basically take famous Marvel characters and and storylines that everybody knows, and they change some elements of them up Mm -hmm. and say, you know, what if this happened instead? Um, Sometimes What If Comics are very cool, um, and sometimes they're not. They're hit and miss, but they are creative, like swinging for the fences right yeah. like they are they are um 
They're a cool little experimental creative thing that Marvel Comics does. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard people say, um, why don't they do a what if with Star Wars? And mm-hmm. and then you could you could cross Marvel and Star Wars over because it's what if, so it doesn't yeah. count as canon. It's not real. Yeah. I, I think that's a I think that's a terrible fucking idea. Really? I think what if I think what if is great as a Marvel thing. It's part of the Marvel DNA. Like it's their thing that they do and they do it well mm-hmm. and it's it's very cool. Um yeah. But but Star Wars is not Marvel. No. Star Wars like like Marvel is uh it's a production house. It it embodies like a million different things. It it like, But you also gotta remember Marvel... Star Wars is Star Wars is one thing. It's one brand where, where Marvel is like a giant collection of brands. But Marvel and, has Star Wars comics, so you could do it. Yes. Sure, you could do it in Marvel. And yeah. I think Marvel has Marvel has crossed over in the comics. Mm. Um, but I'm just talking about people who want to see it on Disney Plus. Right. Who want to see it in live action. Um, no, I wouldn't want to see a uh, live action version. God, I'd like, rather like, see a cartoon that, version of that. That will that will be the day I just cancel my Disney Plus and walk mm. away from it all. Like I No, I think uh I think if they did a what if Star Wars it would have to be like animated. So no, I don't I don't I wouldn't want to see a live action one. Right. I, and, it wouldn't and, work. I, and 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 like we just talked about with with visions, you know, it's it's it, maybe it sounds a little bit similar to visions, but mm-hmm. but but visions is not taking existing Star Wars stories and twisting them. Visions is not crossing Star Wars over with other universes. Visions is just creating new stories within the existing Star Wars universe and not breaking the Star Wars universe in any way. Mm-hmm. The way a crossover with the MCU would would do but that's that's what that's really what i mean by that anyway that was my point there okay. if i was un, if i wasn't clear um <clears throat> but uh this what if trailer here we go uh first right. of all what's the release date for what if i'm just looking that up right now um it is on august 11th august 11th it's around so the corner this is, coming, this is coming up a month before star wars visions mm-hmm. um and it looks very cool so I'm at zero zero on the trailer. Yep. Are you ready to press play? Anytime you are. All right. Three, two, one, play. Yeah, peace. I love peace. I'd be out of a job with peace. Stark in a hover. Ah! Oh, shit. Don't help. There's a Stark bomb right next to him. Will it go off? No. Somebody shows up. Pick it up. Hey, who's that? Wait a minute, stop. Do we know Pause. each other? Was that that's Killmonger, right? That was Killmonger, yes. Okay. So Killmonger rescues Tony Stark from his own bomb in what looked like Iron Man Iron 1. Man the, one scene, yeah. the scene so where he got attacked first. What Iron if Man Killmonger game. saved Iron Man? Or saved what Tony if Stark? Killmonger saved Tony Stark and then he never became Iron Man? I guess. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Anyway. Mm. That's the opening scene of the What If trailer, and then it goes to the Marvel Studios logo. I'm at 023. Where are you? 022. Okay. Uh, I'm at 323. All right. Pressing play in three, two, one, play. Time. Ancient. Doctor Strange. Reality. Reality. Falling through some reality portal. It's Arriving changeable. at the Avengers movie pause. Those are the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
you went longer than me. Yeah, it was the it was the scene. It was the famous scene from the Avengers movie, Mm -hmm. where they show the Avengers standing in a circle and circling around them. And I think it was some Avengers and some Guardians of the Galaxy in this version of it. I think I like that's Gamora and that's Star Lord, but I think that's Thor next to Star Lord. I don't know who that is on the far left. It's a guy in a mask, but it doesn't look like Iron Man. I'm not sure who that is. So this what if is weird. It looks like it's the Battle of New York, but it looks like it might not be New York. It looks like it might be Tokyo. Mm. And it's some Avengers and some Guardians. And maybe that's Black Panther on the left there. So that's going to be a weird one, but it looks cool. What's cool about these... First of all, the animation style I think is awesome. Like I, I love the way the characters look. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it's not goofy looking like a lot of modern day television animation is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like it's serious animation, like it's the comic book kind of come to life, um, which is cool. I think it's like mature looking animation, which right. is really cool. But this looks cool to me. And what's also cool about it, obviously, is that all of the all of the actors from the MCU films actually play their voice yeah. characters yeah. in this. So Except for it is obviously Chadwick, but um no I thought he recorded his part. I thought, oh, I thought this was the last thing he made before he died. Oh yeah. I'm maybe. pretty sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, no, I I didn't sure. think it sounded like him. I could like it. Uh, I'm not I'm not hundred percent okay I'm gonna have to double check this. Um you could be right but, though. You could be right. Uh I, I, I thought I remembered that this was the last thing he did before he died. Yeah you could be right. Um anyway. Um Super cool in that respect. Anyway, so we're both at zero. Yeah, you're four, right. Zero. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it does. Oh. Say, it, he does list them because he's basically oh. going to be Star Lord in this. So that's awesome. So I think yeah, they. Mm-hmm. I think they save him for like the actual final moment of this. If mm-hmm. I'm if I'm right, I, but we'll see. So we're at zero three nine. Yep. Okay. So three, two, one, play. Oh, where you want to be? That's the question, isn't it? And what was that universe. I pause. I have to actually back up. So we saw more of Doctor Strange traveling through some portal. And then we saw the Star-Lord scene from the beginning of Guardians. Mm-hmm. But it looks like in this version, Star-Lord is Chadwick Boseman, maybe? Yeah. Okay. And then it shows... Chadwick Boseman in Yondu's ship yep. with Yondu. And yeah, it looks like Chadwick Boseman is Star Lord in this what if. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> yep. Uh where are you? <laughs> right now I'm at point four four. Okay, let me join you there. I backed up a bit. Alright. So three, two, one, play. That's the question, isn't it? Every universe. We saw some Hulk there. We saw some Force. Is different. Each uh, one vicious, power to death, unique. Uh, I don't know. Slow down a little bit. There's that a few people Peggy in the room Peggy. that don't understand. Not me. I, I get it. A funny Thor joke. Doctor Strange the Who are you? Peggy Carter. Captain. The name's Captain Carter. Captain Carter. I am the Watcher. 
I observe all that transpires here. But I do not. The host of cannot, what if, I guess. Will not interfere. There's a shot of Marvel zombies in I there. I have to freestyle then. A ravager never flies solo. I said never flies solo. Is that some kind of catchphrase? Or of what if Chadwick Boseman was Starlord? Journey to face the unknown and ponder the question. Original series streaming August 11th. <clears throat> it looks amazing, Kevin. Yeah, it looks good. like it looks like it's hosted by the Watcher, mm-hmm. Watchers maybe, um, uh, like an anthology series. I'm gonna make a prediction right now. I hope they do this annually. If it if it if it is, this will feel like the WrestleMania of MCU to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm super excited about this. You take you yeah, take a bunch of, you take a bunch of tropes that you know. You put a cool twist on them. And you do stuff that you could would be a huge budget thing to do normally in live action, but you're doing it in this animation, uh, so you can you can just you can probably do more this mm-hmm. way. It's it's actually a really really awesome thing, I think. Yeah, no, it's looking cool. forward to it. And one of the things that uh, I said from time, um, I like that they're doing it within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they're not like just recreating the comic books. Sure. Mm-hmm, right. So, um, although Marvel Zombies is definitely in there, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty huge. But what uh, I'm saying is, novel. like, they're not just taking like, what if uh, Wolverine didn't have his claws? You know, what I mean, like back in the day <laughs> stories, whatever it was. No, it looks like they've done a lot of really cool, um, yeah, MCU storylines, mm-hmm. um, and, and just done really cool twists on them. It it, it looks awesome. I will I say though, um, I don't know that. When when Chadwick spoke, it didn't sound like him to me. I don't know. Maybe I haven't watched Black Panther. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I didn't think he was in it because it it felt like a bad imitation of him. I don't know. Like, yeah, when I first saw it, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, they got someone else to voice Chadwick. Sometimes voice animation is like that. Remember, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that um, it was actually Oscar Isaac doing Poe in in. Fucking Re- not rebels. What was the, the resistance? Holiday. Oh yeah, okay. I haven't watched resistance. Like Oscar Isaac actually does the voice of mm. Poe in Resistance. Okay, and I remember we were reviewing it, and I was like, "Whoever this actor is, he doesn't sound like Oscar Isaacs." And you were like, him. "That was Oscar Isaacs," mm. and I was like, "What?" Yeah, no, I think that's yeah a common thing. That's mm. a problem I have anyway. <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, super stoked for what if August 11th, one month away. Can't wait for that. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Yeah, it looks but fun. Kev, um, let's get to one of our main topics now. Let's right. let's 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 turn the page on Boom, what if. On Thank what if. you. And <laughs> um, what do you want to do first, Loki or Black Widow? Let's do Black well, Widow first. Let's save Loki for last. Yeah, because okay. I because I, I have predictions for Loki. Yeah, okay. Um, I like to do those at the end of the show. Um, Black Widow. We have both seen 
Black Widow, which was just released 48 hours ago mm-hmm. in theaters to and on massive Plus. box office. Um, I think it doubled Fast and Furious 9 stuff. Oh, yeah? Opening weekend. Uh, it really, really helped. And everybody was head over heels of I guess uh, MCU has been proven right for holding this fucking thing for two years because mm-hmm. uh, uh, they made that box office money. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess they're going to maybe probably keep making it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and uh, you know what? I don't mind. I'm not mad about it because after watching this movie, uh, I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, Perhaps that's uh, a product of the fact that I have now watched WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and kind of kind of been frustrated and annoyed by both of those shows in different ways for different reasons. Some some of the reasons were the same, but mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of reasons, um, I I just I felt like uh, this MCU show like TV series thing so far is not working for me. They haven't really hit it yet. Um Something about this, going back to the movie format, like, like just knowing this is over in like a couple of hours tops and I'm going to get the whole story in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just feels like, man, everything's moving so quickly and I'm not getting bogged down. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. And also, I kind of felt like I don't know who the writers are on this movie, but I felt like the writing, the dialogue on this film was kind of uh, higher level than a lot of Marvel films. I thought it was really good. Uh, Just when the characters were just sitting around talking and interacting, I thought, man, this is really good human dialogue Mm -hmm. that is really making these characters feel real to me and resonate with me. Mm -hmm. I I love um, uh, Black Widow's family. Uh, David Harbour, uh, Alexi, Mm -hmm. Black Widow's, you know, fake father. (laughs) Um... Uh, oh, damn, what was his, his superhero name? The Red... Uh, Red uh, Guardian. The Red Guardian. Uh, so basically, he's the, the Russian Captain America. Um, the only Soviet super soldier. Uh, and he's just basically uh, this really ego-driven guy mm-hmm. uh, who is just obsessed with being uh, in competition with Captain America, even though Captain America... You know, probably doesn't hardly know he exists. Yeah. Uh, and he's just hilarious. David Harbour is just such a likable actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's so great in Stranger Things. And this character here is like a step way, way out of his Stranger Things character. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it still has that same David Harbour core that is so likable. It's such a fun character. I can't. I can't talk about it enough. Like I. I hope we see a lot more of David Harbor as Alexi in the future in the MCU. I think we will. Mm-hmm. One of my main takeaways after watching out of the, walking out of this film was, uh, like the main point of this was to set up new characters uh, yeah. going forward. They set up Yelena Belova, Scarlett Johansson, Natasha Romanoff's, uh, you know, not real sister, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, they grew up together in a fake family situation. But first of all, spoiler alert: we're going to talk about everything that happens in this movie. Yep. So if you haven't seen it yet, and if you were, and if you don't like uh, spoilers, then you probably shouldn't listen to any more of this. Mm. Um, uh, so, like, the, uh, they start off showing you uh, 
Natasha Romanoff's childhood. Yep. And uh, they basically borrowed the storyline from the one of my favorite TV shows, The Americans, uh, which is uh, her family, David Harbour, her dad, Alexi, and Rachel Weiss, her mom, uh, Melina, uh, and her sister, uh, uh, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. Um, they live as uh, a family, but they're living undercover in America while the parents are on a secret mission to steal American intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie starts with, um, you know, they introduce you to their, like, normal uh, suburban family life, and it looks kind of uh, uh, idealistic, um, kind of like <clears throat> uh, Wonder Years Z, mm-hmm. I'd say, in, in presentation. And it's really sweet and really cool. Um <clears throat> And then, uh, you know, David Harbour, Alexi, dad gets home from work as they're all sitting down for dinner and uh, he looks worried and mom knows something serious is up. And they, you know, basically we find out right away that they have to flee the U.S. right now yeah. uh, because they're in trouble and they're going to get busted or their cover's going to get blown. Uh, so then you see them fleeing and, and basically the narrative here is these two little girls who were like super young at, at this time um, for the last three years, this has been their life and they thought it was actually their real life. They thought Alexi was their dad and Milena was their mom. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out, no, they were Soviet agents and, and they were taken from their actual parents or they were abandoned by their actual parents. And they're part of the, uh, the Black Widow program, which was already introduced to us, I think, uh, in Infinity War through flashbacks that Natasha had. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 that's the whole deal with with the, with the Black Widow Corps is that they're little girls who are taken as children and then trained to be assassins, raised in their their Black Widow assassin school yep. for their whole lives. <laughs> Black Widow assassin um, school. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. Uh, so, aka you know, the red room. Yes, the red room. Yeah. Yes, that's what it's called. Um, and you know, uh, David Harbour's character and Rachel Weisz's character are also products of the red room. Melena yeah. um, is also a widow. <clears throat> uh, so uh, this is heartbreaking childhood stuff in the beginning of this, as they are ripped from their idealistic. Uh, suburban lives in America and are forced to flee. They end up flying in a plane to Cuba and then getting taken from their parents by uh, the main villain of this thing, the guy who runs the Red Room. Uh, the character's name right now, who I should know. Uh, hold on. The characters that run the Red Room? Yeah, the Red Room. Who's the main, main villain guy's name? Um, sorry. Drakov. There you go. Ray, I can't remember. Character Drakov, the, the evil guy who heads up the Red Room. Yeah. Um, he takes the girls away from uh, um, from their fake parents because their mission is over, right? Um, anyway, it's very dramatic. And then you see, you know, <clears throat> that they end up in the Widow program. And then, and then the movie immediately jumps forward to... Uh, the beginning of the story and it's not modern times. Uh, we begin with Natasha right after the events of Captain America civil war. So she's on the run from shield. She's on the run. 
all of her Avenger friends are imprisoned yeah, except for raft. Except for Captain America, who's on the run. Right. Um, and she's on the run from? S.H.I.E.L.D. No, what's his name? Uh, Agent... Uh, Security Ross. Sec- Secretary Ross. Secretary right. Ross, sorry. So, uh, Thaddeus Ross, who we know from the very beginnings of the MCU. Mm-hmm. He was in Iron Man, uh, the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he's, you know, very famous from Marvel Comics. Uh, people, you know, are pretty much aware, if you're a Marvel Comics fan, that uh, he's got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, he basically forms his own... Uh, Dark Avengers team, and and we've seen that now. We've seen the first two members now um, uh, uh, recruited for him by uh, Elaine from Seinfeld's character. Uh, sorry, what's her name again? Is it Val. Val, yeah, Val. Uh, she shows up at the end of this in the in the closing trailer scene and records and uh, recruits Elena the same way she did. Um, Fake Captain uh, America? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Patriot. The uh, new Captain America at the yeah, end. Uh, of US, US, US soldier. US soldier. US agent. US agent. US agent. That's his name. US agent. Um, so the first two members of the Thunderbolts team have now been uh, recruited uh, in, you know, uh, on screen. Yep. Uh, US agent and... Uh, Yelena Belova, Black Widow, are both working for Val. We find that out in the end of the movie. Spoiler alert, we jump to the post credit scene yes. there. But that's how the movie ends. Um, and that's why I say this movie is really just to set up these characters. Um, you may ask yourself, why would they make the movie about Black Widow now, after she's dead? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I think, honestly, my opinion, Kev, um, is that... You know, I think Kevin Feige is the greatest producer in the history of Hollywood. I, I don't think you can stack up anybody, any other producer's career against Kevin Feige and come even close to the amount of success that he has produced in his career. One would um, cut you off and say Kathleen Kennedy, uh, she has a pretty impressive resume as well. But I completely sure. hear what you're saying. Sure. Um, I don't disagree with that. Um mm-hmm. I think, though, that Kevin Feige's one black eye, I think his one, like, major, like, what the fuck, um, is the treatment of the character of Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I, like, she has been in the MCU for, for so long, she she never got her own solo story until long after she was dead. I feel like she's such a wasted potential character, kind of like... Finn in the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Like, mm. like there's a character who has so much potential to be so crucial and so vital to the storytelling. And I feel like she was never, ever used, mm. really. She was always just kind of, like, like set dressing. And, and, and her storylines never panned out into anything real. And the idea that you make this movie, her first solo movie, after her character is dead... And her, we know her character is not being brought back to life. Um, I think that's like a weird black eye on the part of Kevin Feige. I think it's a, a weird misstep. And I wonder how much of it had to do with um, Joss Whedon. Because Joss Whedon uh, directed that first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, was responsible for the creation of this character. And the, probably the direction that, it, that she went in after that. I bet. 
Um, I don't know, but um, you know, ever since the Snyder Cut came out, the the decision making of Joss Whedon has become like, um, you know, a very funny thing to me. Um, mm. So uh, that's why I his name comes up when I want to blame somebody for. I think that like it's really weird what they did with this character. Like she could have been. Uh, so she could have been raised up to the level of Wonder Woman like a decade ago, and, and she should have been probably. Um, and the fact that they're doing all this after the fact, it feels like they're trying to catch up and make up for how they fucked up in the past. Um, but at the same time, it's a clever thing because they're using the the character that you're familiar with, the Natasha Romanoff character, to introduce this entire list of new characters who are all going forward into the storytelling of the MCU. Uh, like I, I said, Yelena f- Belova. I don't feel like Alexei. she was really buried. Black what Widow. Do mean, what do you mean buried? Like I, I don't, don't think I don't feel like his her character was buried. Like she she did have a large amount of screen time. Sure, that's true. Right? But like she she but, was the but, one that calmed down the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Right. So they but, had that kind of like chemistry with her on screen. I don't yeah, know because you're they, just they, you're kind of making they, it sound they, like I like felt they, like they just sticked they, around with her and they never they never went anywhere with her right like like they, know, they, I, they they had they had they had her have this connection with Hawkeye yeah. that never really went anywhere they right. had the, this connection with Captain America that never really went anywhere this connection with David Banner <clears throat> Bruce Banner that never really went anywhere I, and I well, just feel like there's all these little all these little <laughs> starts yeah. and no follow through and then they kill her off. Uh, and and then they go, oh, wait, let's give her a solo movie now. Like, I I don't know, man. Like, why didn't they, why didn't she get a solo movie 10 years ago is my question. Right. Like, I, well, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that this movie definitely felt like a, I don't know, like a stepping stone for other characters. Sure. And so which is probably why they waited until, well, I don't know why they waited until after they killed her, but. Maybe that's why they waited until Phase Four to I feel like introduce they, these characters. Yeah, but they—I just feel like they never—they never gave Natasha Romanoff the the spotlight that they could have, and they never did the. She had a pretty big spotlight in in Endgame because she sure. sacrificed. But she never herself. had a solo. She never had a solo film, and and she was like everybody's sidekick. She was set dressing for Captain America. She was set dressing for the Avengers. Well, in all fairness, in my, in my opinion, in my um, opinion. Mark Ruffalo never really had a solo film yet either. Well, that, there were legal the reasons char- they couldn't. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. That. Uh, because the character of, of, of the Hulk is still owned by the, uh, what other company is it? Is not, I don't think it's Sony. I think there's another company universal maybe oh, yeah. that owns, yeah, that yeah, I owns, think you're right. Universal that owns the rights to a solo Hulk movie and they only have permission from universal to have the Hulk in ensemble movies, not to do solo ones. Really? No, I didn't know that. But that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Um, since there is a Hulk ride at universal studios. No, what's his name? The, uh, the actor who Ruffalo, plays the Hulk, Mark David Ruffalo, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark. Yeah. Um, he has said in interviews a million times, it makes him so mad that universal and, and Disney don't make a deal the same way they did with Sony for Spider-Man because he said, they're just leaving all this money on the table. He said, people would come and see this. This would be a huge money making thing. Why don't, why doesn't universal want to make money? He said that like on, you can see him on Sam saying it on YouTube even. Mm. Um, 
it is weird i think too yeah. um but uh the hulk yeah and yeah i don't know i could go on a whole thing about where the hulk character went and and where it's gonna go i okay it, we're not here to talk weird. about the hulk i just brought it yeah, up because uh yeah. i was thinking about um about solo films and why uh yeah you know but anyways anyway i thought a lot of this was really great i thought mm um the, the 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 children actresses actors who who played uh, young natasha and yelena were fantastic yeah they're good um i i i loved the dialogue like i said when the family was hanging out together mm-hmm. um it was all you know really weird and uncomfortable and funny at the same time and you just start liking everybody yeah, this sister um, uh really stole a lot of those scenes like she was she yep. was great um yep, her whole... making fun of yeah, making whole, fun of Black Widow the whole time. Yeah, the whole um, like the superhero stance, the thing, whatever. Yeah, superhero landing. Are you why are you always posing yeah. and flipping your such hair? A, such a poser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, all that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. She was super funny, and later mm-hmm. later on, when they rescued Alexi, and she was talking about how they removed their uteruses, yeah. and Alex Alexi was getting all grossed out by it. I thought that was a great funny scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the dialogue in this film, like, really just, I liked it. Um, yeah. And the action, whatever the action, if you if you're if that's what you're there for, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's on the same level as a lot of stuff you've already seen before. Like, I I think this, this is actually the area where it's weakest. Honestly, I think mm-hmm. that you know, it definitely um, wasn't action packed, but the, there was the, some good action in it. Sure, good, yeah, sure. But but stuff that we've seen before uh, in a lot of ways, a lot of repeated tropes, like the mm. like the the glowing vials of liquid mm. that the plot hinges on. You know, instead of blue vials from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's red vials. Yeah. Um, in this one, that it's the cure for the um the black for widows. the the black the widows, widows who are being mind, mind controlled by Drakov. Yeah. Um, uh, but again, it's like, oh, we've got a satchel of these vials and we can't let, you know, we've only got so many of them and they're so valuable to us. And can we reproduce them so mm-hmm. that, you know, it's the, it, like, that's so fucking familiar now. And I don't want to ever see that again mm-hmm. um, in the MCU. And then the whole thing takes place, ends up, uh, the third act takes place on a flying base, just yeah. like all of the Avengers flying uh <laughs> carrier bases so, and then the, and then it, it ends with the thing crashing and and natasha falling off of it like which she's done in the mcu yeah like i think a couple of times already like yeah. i think this may be the third time mm. i've watched scarlett johansson falling off of a of a crashing sky base um and it's and I, and I I really kind of cringed when I just felt like man I've seen that so many times I've seen that so many times. Well, so funny. I, and you, I go ahead. No, I was gonna say, do you remember the scene um, near the uh, near the beginning when she's sitting in that trailer, whatever that she had there, that that hiding spot, and she was watching yeah. um, uh, Moonraker on her Moonraker, on her yeah, the James Bond movie Moonraker. Yeah, yeah. so um, I was watching. There's a scene in that. Yeah, yeah. I was watching like uh, I think it was Looper. Um, on YouTube and um, the significance of her watching that movie is there's a there's a bunch of same kind of tropes in that film that they yeah. followed they kind of used to to guide this film yeah so yeah um, like there's there's a secret serum that they're trying to <laughs> hide or th- right. uh, I believe right and, the, and, the, and there's a scene where James where James, James Bond, Bond jumps is, out of an airplane is up in space. without the parachute on he's yeah. up in space and same thing with no yeah. parachute yeah so 
they did follow a lot of tropes, which I thought was kind of funny. That they would use, yeah. they would throw that movie in the movie of the movie that they're kind of mimicking. So I thought that yeah. was kind of yeah. But Wait, it's all sorry, very fun and all all very cool. And even with mm-hmm. the repeated tropes that I found cringy, I still loved the character interaction. I love the dialogue between Drakov and and uh, Black and Natasha Romanoff when mm. they finally face off in the third act. Um, I loved the, the the clever ways in which Natasha got over on him in the end. Mm. Um, one thing that was kind of weird for me was the whole thing with Drakov's daughter um, being Taskmaster. We saw a lot of Taskmaster in the previews for this, and yeah. we knew about him from comics yeah um so they completely changed up the the taskmaster character basically the powers are the same the taskmaster can mimic any opponent he's fighting and and do the same moves mm-hmm. which i think is weird because in this the taskmaster was also mimicking super strength um and they didn't really explain how this taskmaster gets super strength because this taskmaster doesn't have superpowers this taskmaster is controlled by a, a brain control chip mm-hmm. and has and has super combat algorithms programmed into her half computer brain mm-hmm. and it's Drakov's daughter and there's a whole thing about you know Natasha you know uh, tried to kill Drakov and his daughter with a bomb yep. back in Budapest um, and it didn't work and Drakov survived and his daughter obviously survived but not but just barely and then she had to be modified with this chip and all this yeah. technology to keep her alive and now she's this like combat monster who works for her father um, so it's a, like a like a Frankenstein-y thing it's I don't know man it almost works but I feel like not quite it's just kind of like well how is she super strong and like I, I like the explanation of her powers was just not good enough for me mm. um but not terrible, like not a deal breaker. It doesn't ruin anything for me. Just I felt that like there was a lot of expectation around this Taskmaster character, and I kind of felt like the the way it actually turned out with this character was maybe like it was kind of a clever, heartstringy, dramatic twist. But mm-hmm. I, as far as the character itself, I, I felt like the character itself falls flat as a result. But mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, um, other expectations about this thing. The whole Budapest thing. You know what I'm talking about? How back in the first Avengers movie, um, Black Widow and and Hawkeye have that exchange during the battle. And Black Widow says to Hawkeye, this is just like old times. It reminds me of Budapest. Mm-hmm. And Hawkeye says, you and I remember Budapest a lot differently. Right. Um so ever since the first Avengers movie, there's been the question of what were they talking about? What happened in Budapest, right? Mm-hmm. And it was highly expected that that was going to be answered in this movie. And I want to say it really, really wasn't. Like they talk about it a lot. They go to Budapest. They go to the uh, like apartment that she lived in. They They do have conversations about what happened with her and Hawkeye in Budapest. But I don't think they really like show it. I don't think that they explain it enough. Mm-hmm. I, I I think there's still like a million unanswered questions about what really happened at this story, this Budapest thing. I, right. I felt like they kind of either they chickened out, either they felt like we can't fully explain this because it'll never satisfy the audience. It'll never be good enough. So we just leave it unexplained. Like mm-hmm. that's a common storytelling trick that sometimes is a, is a good choice. Or 
we're going to maybe see more of the Budapest story in the Hawkeye TV series, which is my guess. Maybe that that's 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 maybe likely because we know that Yelena is going to be on that show. Yeah. Yelena's Yelena's mission from Val in the end of the sh- in the end of this movie in the after credit scene is she's going to try to kill Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. So you know the Hawkeye series is going to be is going to include uh, Yelena Belova coming to try to kill him. Um, so there'll probably be a lot of talk about uh, about Natasha and and Budapest because they have all been there. That's all their past. I'm so, sure there's going to be a flashback of some sort. Maybe, maybe, maybe. we we shall see. Incorporate we shall see. Scarlett Joe, Sco Joe. Do you think Scarlett Johansson will appear on the Hawkeye TV series? Because Scarlett Johansson is one of the highest paid actresses in Hollywood. Mm. So. I mean, think about it. Um, yeah, I think she might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she might. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But um, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, I believe that comes but, out. So, we'll but see. she's not coming back to life in the MCU. Let's let's no, make no. that. I think um, uh, Yelena, Yelena Belova, Florence yeah. Pugh is the new Black Widow. Yeah, I think she'll the, replace her. MCU. Yeah, right. And I think if that's disappointing to you, that I think the consolation prize is. She came with David Harbour's Alexi mm-hmm. as a new character in the MCU as well. Yep. And Rachel Weiss's Melina, um, mm-hmm. who is, I believe her character from the comics is actually called the Iron Maiden. Oh, um, yeah. and, she, and she's another just like, uh, you know, like Russian kind of Captain America alt kind of character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a cool character and, uh, and lots of potential for Rachel Weiss in the future uh, in the MCU as well. So, I think it's all good stuff here. Um, hmm. I really like this. I don't know if there's anything about the movie that's in, that we should have talked about that we didn't. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go, obviously. So, you're probably going to have some <laughs> things to say that I didn't. Um, but um, I liked it. Uh, I, I, it's not my favorite MCU film. If I'm stacking it up against other MCU films, then... I don't like it nearly as much as, you know, like... Uh, Civil War? Thor. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Doctor Strange is one of my favorite MCU yeah, okay. films. Um, uh, I think Black Pan- I think Black Panther is a fantastic yeah. MCU. Film. Yeah. Um, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, uh, great, great movies too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spider Man films, I yeah. think, are great. Yeah. Um, I would put this movie down on a lower tier, uh, you know, uh, among the movies that are not my favorite, but they're still good. Um, and, and, and this didn't disappoint me. This, this definitely, um, I was kind of relieved. I, I went in almost pre hating this to be honest. Well, I remember, um, in fact, uh, uh, I I was annoyed. I I was annoyed that we had to wait so long for this movie that was finished. But I I remember you, um, actually like not necessarily hating on me, but, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I said, uh, and I believe what I said was, I'm more excited for Black Widow than I was uh, Wonder Woman 1984. And you were like, really? That's just crazy. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, I, and I'm sorry, but. This is better. This, this, is this better. put. Yep. You're right. Uh, 1984 to shame. So you win that. You win that one. Yes. All right. Thank um, you. <laughs> but but like to be honest, yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 was one of the greatest disappointments in film yes, history. Yes, it was up there. It was definitely like, up there. 
I could not. I was it shocked was, it was DC, by the disappointment of that was, movie. It was DCEU's uh, equivalent of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, that's a good. Right? That's a good one. Or yeah. or or the or the Ghostbusters reboot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, that's Let, let's just never let's never speak of Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, you, you're right. right. Uh, Black Widow was a much better movie than Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Um, uh, Marvel fans can have that one. Uh, you, you know, I'm the DC guy, yeah. but uh, here you go. Here you go. This is this is a decent movie. So um, out of ten, I would I would give it a seven. Yeah, um, okay. I I. I I think it's worth your time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it does play a role in, in building the MCU going forward. Yes. Even though it's about a dead character, mm-hmm. um, it, it works. It works well. I think, uh, it's, it's a kinda, fun, it's kind of movie. It's a quick, it's a, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, it's kind of funny that this is like the first movie in the phase four movement. Yes. Where it's like, <laughs> it's a prequel film. <laughs> <laughs> basically right. right because it takes place it's before pretty, it, yeah or just it, it after so civil weird. war it um, is so weird yeah. right, in that way yeah 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 but yeah but yeah so You're um right. yeah i i i did like this movie as well i i did enjoy it um i love the sister uh great yeah. great addition to the uh to the dc or sorry the marvel universe um sorry you got dc in my brain uh Great, great dish. I'm, I'm looking forward to her interacting yeah. with U.S. Agent. Right. U.S. Agent is 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 my favorite new Marvel character. Yeah, no, he's a good character too. Uh, and it's funny he totally how, made fucking and Winter Soldier worth it for yeah. me. Just, it's funny just, how much people, how many people hated on that character, and it's oh, it's so it, great. And it, yeah, no, I thought he played the role well, and it just it, the part that annoyed me with that um, was the fact that people were hating on him as a person because the character was so hated and it's just like come on step back from your fucking reality and accept the fact that this guy's a good actor and he just portrayed cool written character like he portrayed his character so well that you fascinating character and the guy portrays him so well yeah Yeah. absolutely great yeah no he was good he was good he was probably i agree with you that was probably the best part of of that show too the whole Um, thing yeah but uh one thing i do disagree with you though is i still think wandavision was the best of what we've gotten out of this whole new um marvel tv era um, I don't. I don't know that I like it better than Wandavision. Yeah. First of all, I don't think. I don't think I said that. I, okay. I was annoyed. By, I was annoyed by the TV shows. I was glad. Yeah. I, you. You. You heard me say I would. The thing that I hated most about Wandavision was that I. I think it should have been bingeable. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that they no, made. I, I. I get that. All right. And things. the whole. But I will say this. So sorry. I'm not talking about Black Widow right now. <laughs> um, all right. All right. The one show out of okay out of Wandavision. Um, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki. WandaVision was the only show that I look forward to watching every Friday. Yep. Right? Okay. Like, I was actually excited to go home and watch WandaVision. Yeah. Um, Winter Soldier, we'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot to watch, I forgot to watch it yesterday. 
Uh, I guess I should watch it today. And I'm finding the same thing with Loki. Like, I thought the last episode was great, which we'll get to in soon enough. But uh, I thought the last episode was great. But other than that, the show was like, it started off strong and it just kind of was like, mm, okay, it's Loki. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but anyways, let's go back to, let's talk about, we're, we're going to get to Loki anyways. Um, let's yeah. talk about Black Widow. So, um, yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, it, uh, I love the fact that they they introduced these new characters. Um, like I said, I love the sister. Uh, I thought um, uh, what's his face was great too. Um, Harbor David Harbor. Yep. Um, as and I what did I say Red Guardian. Yep. Um, <laughs> I love that line when uh, when he when she like said the wrong name when they're sitting in the bedroom and he's like it's Red Guardian. <laughs> yeah, I think she called him right. the red, the red dynamo, something like that. I can't remember. Which is, which is another, she... which is another Russian uh, Marvel oh, character. Yeah. Okay, and in the in the in the scene where he's in jail, yeah. and he breaks the giant guy's arm, yes, yeah, and he calls him Ursa. Mm. That's another Marvel Russian character, oh, Ursa okay. Major. Okay, and nice. when they first announced David Harbor in this movie. There was like all the speculation: which character will he be? Will he play Ursa Major? Was mm-hmm. like a lot of people said, uh, David Harbour is going to play Ursa Major, and then they show David Harbour breaking Ursa Major's arm in his introduction scene. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. yeah, no, that was a great scene too, and I couldn't figure out why, knowing that this guy's like a, um, like a super soldier. Yeah, a super soldier. Why they would even try to fucking arm wrestle. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't make much right? sense. Right? <laughs> and that he was in sense. that jail for a long time, so obviously they knew, right? So they're not But, but how great how great was his breakout scene though? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was like, really wasn't that wasn't that so much fun? Mm-hmm. Like I love how they when like, he... brought in the little uh, action figure of him and yeah. all that stuff, right? Like Yeah. And and like his like his reaction to it when he sees the action figure, yeah. he has this like gut wrenching emotional reaction. Like yeah. first of all, he's embarrassed because he's in front of the guards and they're gonna see him being emotional. Yeah. And then like he's looking at it, and then the head comes off and he realizes, oh, there's something here. This is actually some kind of secret message. Mm-hmm. And then the moment when he realizes, okay, I'm about to be broken out of here, so I don't have to like obey any rules anymore. Yeah. I could use my super strength and just kill these guards now. Yeah. Yeah. And he just like smiles and walks up to them and just punches through the glass mm-hmm. and just murders those two guards. Yeah. And then and then he takes the food that they were eating in front of him that was sent that by was his, his fans. Food. Yeah. And he walks away eating it. Yeah. Like that moment, dude, had me fucking grinning from ear to ear. Yeah. I loved it, and it's—I think it's the talent of David. It was a great written scene mm-hmm. too, but but David Harbor man just made that scene so awesome. And can yeah. I mention how many broken limbs were in this movie? Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Oh yeah, because we saw that uh, we saw him break the one guy's arm, and then just before that we saw that one uh widow fall off the um that whatever that is like smokestack wherever the fuck that thing was and uh yeah and fell and and they showed her leg and it was just like it looked like it looked like uh what's his name o'connor's leg on uh saturday night (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh man (laughs) yuck so i'm so glad i didn't watch that now but anyways um but yeah so um fun movie um i like i said uh, i enjoyed these new characters um uh 
I'm definitely not saying just like you. It's not the best in the uh, MCU universe. Definitely not. Uh, it's definitely better than 1980 Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> I wish I put money on that. Uh huh. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> because you're so on Betty Jenkins' dick. <laughs> Holy shit, I was. Yeah. I was, dude. Yeah. I was so wrong. I've never yeah. I've never been more shocked. But in all like, fairness, the first yeah. movie was great. I, I I really enjoyed that first yeah, movie. Yeah, but, right? but it turns out it wasn't her. It turns yeah. out it wasn't Patty Jenkins. Mm. It was Zach. It was Zach's right. team that made the first movie great. Uh, anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, uh there's not really much uh to say that you haven't really said already. Um I, I enjoyed the action. The banter was great. Uh, the sister, like I keep saying, was great. Um, the whole you're a poser thing, and that line came up a couple times. Yeah. Poser. <laughs> that was great. Um, uh, I'm just trying to remember. Uh, Taskmaster, I had no problem with. Uh, I enjoyed the character. I was a little surprised to see it was a woman when they took off the mask. Uh, so expecting a dude, because uh, she just had the... I guess they just put her in a bigger suit, whatever. But she had the body of a dude. Um, totally. I, like I want to say. I want to. I want to say. While you're on this. While you're on that point. Yeah. <clears throat> another thing this movie does better than any Wonder Woman movie has ever done. Better mm-hmm. than Captain Marvel has ever done. This movie represents women and the female pr- perspective and point of view mm. over and over and over and over again, like throughout the whole thing, consistently. You don't get like. A couple of shots of it here and there or like a moment where where natasha turns to a little girl and says you can do anything and that's yep. it like wonder woman did um yeah like through the whole movie the female point of view is represented the villain here specifically takes little girls and programs them and controls them mm-hmm. and takes away their freedom and control over their own bodies and minds yeah. and and Natasha Romanoff is freeing them all, and uh, like it doesn't get much more over the to over the you know beat you over the head than that. But it doesn't beat you over the head. It's it's done really well. It's, but it's really not good. like all feminist in your face either. No, no, right? no. But you get but you get the sisters' relationship. Mm-hmm. You get you know the you know mother. you get the the. The the the, femi- the the feminine jokes like the ones I the one I mentioned earlier where David Harbour's grossed out by her talking about her having her reproductive organs yeah. removed forcibly by the Red Room, yeah. um, just and and then you get all of the Black Widows, uh, you know, being freed from their mind control and then being empowered and using their power for good. Um, in the end, uh, there's just a lot of just empowering uh, messages or, or storylines for women this is mm-hmm. this is really the, the the female point of view is not just catered to it's not just touched upon it is throughout this entire story uh, and I think that like it's on a level that's not achieved by like Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel or any movie that people might have thought were going to do that in the past. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. Let, I'm going to let you wrap up your review now and <laughs> shut up. Okay. So, um, and we talked about the uh, post credit scene with uh, uh, Julia Louis uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus uh, right. Elaine, um, which uh, I thought was a nice little um, tie-in with uh, the TV shows. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so. 
we're not wasting our time watching these TV shows as standalone properties. They are actually going to tie into the MCU, um, which I which I I do like as well. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else um, that you haven't covered uh, about this movie, and I I feel like you pretty much covered most of it. So, I feel like um, we have. Hmm? I feel like we have. I'm, yeah. So. I- so yeah, so overall, like I said, I enjoyed this movie as well, and I'm I'm pretty much where you are. I I would give this a seven out of ten. Um, cool. Like you said, not not the greatest MCU film, but it's definitely um, a good contender, and and we'll have a uh, we'll be remembered. It's not going to be faded into the background like Iron Man two or something. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, sure. I enjoyed it. Sure, yeah. yeah, cool, yeah. All right then, Black Widow. We recommend it. Go get it in your face. Yeah. And Disney Plus. It. Go see it in the theaters if you live in somewhere where uh, they're playing in theaters. Boom! <laughs> All right. So moving on to our final and main topic of the night. So uh, we're not gonna break down this, right? We're just gonna just kind of. No, talk we're not gonna go through every episode. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna give. You know, we are here on. Yeah, episode six, the final episode of Loki is coming up this Wednesday. Um, we have is it watched the final already? five. Yes, really? we're on the last oh, episode. Yeah, for six episodes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The finale is this week. That's why I wanted to make sure that we got this review in or this discussion in tonight mm-hmm. because I want my I want my predictions down uh, recorded before we watch this. Um, I'm actually very excited about this finale, Kev. Um, mm. I, I know that you expressed some um, disinterest, but for it's me, not that I'm this disinterested in the show. Uh, I have been watching it. I'm just not as excited for it. That's 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 my whole thing. It's just yep. um, like I said, when one division was on, I was excited for it. I, I couldn't wait for the next episode. This one, I'm just like, oh yeah, uh, Loki was on last night. I'll just uh, watch it now. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Well, but yeah, so I, I, was, it's, yeah. we are on like totally different pages about that. I, okay. I, it's, uh, I for for WandaVision, mm-hmm. which I thought overall was a decent story mm-hmm. and I, and I, I don't dislike overall. I, you know, it has it has problems. It has big problems, but mm-hmm. I overall it's a pretty good story. And but but the experience of watching it week to week I had was just constant annoyance and frustration. I was like. Every week, is it going to be twenty minutes long or is it going to be forty minutes long? No right. fucking idea. Uh, like, and and just like a million new unanswered questions every week, and and not really moving enough for me. And I just wish it would move faster. Mm-hmm. I just it, some stories are written in a way where yes, it's like an anticipation thing from week to week, and it's like it's like awesome to like be excited for but this for me it wasn't excitement and anticipation it was annoyance it was like fuck you you're doing it again and i'm just i'm waiting a week again just to just to get these answers Uh, maybe it was maybe it's because it was characters i wasn't too invested in in the first place maybe that's why i don't know but but my experience with wandavision was annoyance with loki every episode has been a nice long satisfying length over 40 minutes every episode has felt like a really satisfying meal to me like that was a full episode of television and yes i'm looking forward to what's coming next i want to know where the story is going next but i felt like what i just watched was a complete satisfying 
episode in itself. Mm. And I, I don't know, I don't know exactly why the storytelling is different um, to me, but I just feel like the storytelling is on a better level, on a more measured pace that I think is working a lot better for me. The six episode format of almost an hour long episodes, I think is a lot better than 12 or 13 episodes of like 20 minutes to, you know, 29 minutes or whatever. Um, That's just my take anyway. And, and again, I think that that was reinforced by my experience with black widow, which I just was so grateful that it was a movie. I was so grateful that Black Widow wasn't cut up into half-hour chunks that I had to wait a week between. Because mm-hmm. if, if I if I had, I think my opinion of Black Widow would have been a lot less. I, I, I do. I think I would have liked it a lot less. Um, I love that it was it it was one piece. And and this I don't know Loki. It, it's just I don't know. It's more satisfying to me. Anyway, uh, what have we seen in this show so far? Uh, Owen Wilson, fantastic mm-hmm. uh, as, as Mobius, the the TVA, the Time Variance Authority agent, who is uh, who has arrested Loki and who is is responsible for uh, basically um, uh, his uh, what do you call it custody uh, while right. he's. Uh, in custody of the TVA. Right. If you don't know what, we, what the TVA is, what we're talking about, look, we're not going to explain every detail of this. The TVA is the Time Variance Authority. Uh, they are this super powerful organization that is um, interested in contro- in protecting the sacred timeline, which mm-hmm. is, um, you know, basically the way the universe is supposed to go from beginning to end, as decided by these super powerful beings called the timekeepers who we don't learn much about except that they're like some kind of alien like reptilian race or something supposed to be Mm. um and they have a long history in marvel comics there's a lot you can learn about the timekeepers in marvel comics if you're interested in that um whether the mcu is going to follow what the marvel comics version of the timekeepers lore is is anybody's guess because the mcu you know takes things from the comics but they change things from the comics Mm. a lot um so uh the timekeepers here like we find out uh i I don't know if it was episode four i think it was episode four we found out um they don't exist anyway uh the timekeepers we thought were real uh are are robots and it's this weird like um Wizard of Oz yeah, type, type of Wizard thing. Of Oz yeah. Type stuff. yeah, like they're remote control robots, and they talked in big booming voices. And and Sylvie, the female Loki, that the the like the second main character of this series, uh, kills the main one or cuts its head off with her sword. And mm-hmm. then there's a big reveal that they're robots, um, which was a cool, uh, fun episode for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, early on in this series, we meet Sylvie. The whole setup here is that. There is a variant of Loki, and a variant is, uh, it's basically an alternate version of you from an alternate timeline. Um, And, uh, but these in particular, they use the term variant to apply to alternate versions of you who somehow threaten or to break the sacred timeline. So whenever you threaten to break the sacred timeline, the way the timekeepers say things should go you will be arrested by the TVA and the new timeline you created will be pruned or destroyed, completely yeah. erased by the TVA. Um, so that's the whole setup here. So the TVA, we learn in the beginning of this, 
like looks like the most powerful force in the universe in the multiverse right like they can just erase any timeline in the multiverse at will uh as long as the timeline hasn't existed for uh, like there's like a, a weird timer so when somebody becomes a variant and creates a new timeline there's like an amount of time that they have to erase it before it becomes permanent. Yeah. But as long as they get to it within that window, uh, they can just completely erase a timeline, just wipe out a universe, mm-hmm. um, which is like massively powerful. That's like Thanos with all five Infinity Stones level of power that these timekeepers have. Um, so there's a lot of questions. Who are these people really? Like, what, what, where did they get this power? What is their origin? Um, these are big mysteries that are set up, like basically in, in episode one of this series, and we're looking like we're heading to the answer of that as we go into episode six. Um, so uh, the setup here is that uh, the time key, the the time variance authority is hunting a Loki variant who is actually hunting down and killing uh, time variance authority officers yeah. like Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, why is she doing that? We don't know. It's a mystery. We, we're going to find out. They and they and they. Uh, Enlist our Loki, the Loki that we know from the end of Avengers, not the end of Avengers Endgame, uh, like the middle of Avengers Endgame, yeah. uh, the one who at the end of the Battle of New York gets the Tesseract back and vanishes with it. Hmm. Um, this story picks up immediately after that moment when he reappears. At, where does he reappear? In Is it Old Earth? I think it's like ancient Sumerian earth that he appears in. Um, but then very quickly, the timekeepers show up or the, the time variance authority shows up and arrests him. Yeah. Um, and they take it, they take him to the TVA, which we find out none of his powers work there. Uh, infinity stones don't work there. Yeah. The Tesseract obviously is infinity stone doesn't work there. Um, and time doesn't really pass there. So with things are weird in the TVA. There's a lot of speculation about why that is. And a lot of people, they show the TVA. It's like this giant, like, futuristic-looking city. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of Jack Kirby art-style influence in this whole thing. It is so beautifully styled. Um, And it it looks like like Jack Kirby drawings come right out of the pages of Marvel Comics Mm -hmm. uh, in real life in a lot of of places. Man, I think this show is so good, Kev. Like, honestly, I'm jumping ahead, but it's good. But I, I think this is the first great thing that Disney Plus has done with with Marvel. I, 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 I felt like the the giant flaws that were in Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision that occurred because they had to change their stories at the last second for some reason. Like for Falcon uh, and Winter Soldier, they 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 had to delete the whole virus plot, Mm -hmm. and with WandaVision, they had to delete the Doctor Strange cameo and mm-hmm. the whole Doctor Strange subplot that Doctor Strange was the one actually making the commercials in that show. <coughs> that the commercial is that factual the commercial, though, or is that yes, just rumored? Yes, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Has it been confirmed? Um, yeah. Yes, Marvel has Marvel has come out and and explained all of this that the uh, the original ending of this was that Doctor Strange was going to show up. And tell Wanda, all of those commercials were messages from me. They were warnings from me about what's happening to you. Hmm. Um, 
but Doctor, but they couldn't have Doctor Strange in it because of COVID. Uh, so they just completely wrote that whole storyline out, and I could tell there was something missing. The same way you could tell something was missing in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. you could like the story just doesn't feel completely written to me. None of that in Loki. Loki is so good. The story is so good. Even the love story with Sylvie. And first of all, I didn't like Sylvie. I didn't like the casting of this character. I, I, I didn't feel she felt like a Loki to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like she felt like enough like the Tom Hiddleston character to be a version of the Tom Little- Hiddleston character. Mm-hmm. But when they immediately when they started having a chemistry when they started having a romantic connection i love this story because the the character of loki this is also great to me what what's happening here with the character of loki right this character was introduced to us as the villain yeah he he murders people like like crazy in the avengers movie innocent people just murders them all over the place yeah he he betrays Thor, tries to get Thor killed a bunch of times, yeah. like <clears throat> betrays his father. Uh, you know he does all this evil, evil shit. Loki is a villain, right? Mm-hmm. But at some point during the Thor movies, they always flip the script and make you like him. They always make you feel sympathy for him. They always make you get on his side. And they've turned Loki to us into this character. Who is on both sides? Like, even though we've watched him commit horrible, sadistic murders, we kind of like him and feel like he's kind of a decent guy because we've seen him do good things, too. So what I love about this show is that, in my opinion, what this whole thing is, 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 is fixing or, or, or melding Hmm. the disparate sides of the character of loki right the 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 these these storytelling mechanism of variance mean you all you have all of these versions of loki so you have you can you could represent all of the sides of loki that we've seen in all of these different movies in what i've been talking about like we've seen so many different sides of this character and you can have this loki like the loki that we're following who we can assume is the best case version of Loki, like the good guy version of Loki. Mm -hmm. And we see that over and over again in this show that he makes choices uh, for the good, like over and over again. Um, But we see him running into darker and, and, and versions of himself that went other ways. And we see him like resolving Mm. himself with those versions of himself. So this is like one big psychological kind of trip for this character that I think the final ending of this is uh, the redemption of Loki. Like it, he ends this thing as a good guy, in my opinion. That's yeah. where this has to be going, right? But I have a and- feeling it's not. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things where you think he's a good guy and then bam, he does something like a dick. <laughs> he'll always be the god of mischief, yeah. right? Yeah, he'll he'll right? always have to. But will we ever see him commit a sadistic murder again? Yeah, uh, right. I don't. I do not think so. Right. I do not think so. Um. Anyway, um, I guess I guess a quick rundown of plot elements here. 
Um, the relationship between Owen Wilson, the Mobius character, and and Loki is like really contentious because Mobius has total power over Loki. He like has technology that like makes Loki powerless, and he can just. He can lock him in a in a prison of a bad memory that repeats itself over and over again anytime he wants, mm-hmm. and um, so you constantly expect Loki to like kill this guy or like be like really hate this guy, but because it's Owen Wilson who's like the most lovable human being on Earth, mm-hmm. he kind of keeps just winning him over, and they become more and more friends throughout this series, mm-hmm. and it makes you love the the relationship between them. I love it. I like. I love this relationship as much as I love the relationship between Loki and Thor. Mm. Um, it, it, it they they have such a great chemistry, and it it just it just works for me. Even though they 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 really jump, I think there's one point where the story, where the plot kind of really rushes, when the the point where Loki ends up convincing Owen Wilson that he's a variant. I just felt like. Owen Wilson should have needed a lot more convincing than he got. He kind of just jumped to believing Loki really fast, in my opinion. Mm. Um, that was the only part, though, in this in this whole thing so far, where I felt like the storytelling fell down a little bit, and that just would have required like maybe another episode uh, of of contention between Loki and Owen Wilson, and maybe we didn't need that. Maybe we needed to rush through that. I'm not sure, but. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I was trying to run through the plot, and I totally went off on a on a sidebar there. Um, how does the plot go again? Yes, so uh, we find out that uh, the female Loki, Sylvie, is killing TVA agents. Um, why is she doing that? We don't know exactly. We find out kind of. Um, Sylvie's backstory is she was taken by the time variance authority really young. Looked like she was like eight years old. So she never got to grow up with Thor and Odin and their mother, whose name I forget. She didn't have the same life as the Loki. We know her entire life since a child, she's been on the run from the TVA. She managed to escape and she managed to figure out a way to hide from them for her entire life. And so now her revenge mission really makes a lot of sense. Like her coming back to like murder TVA agents. And she's got this whole plot where she's stealing their devices that they use to erase timelines. And she's sending them all to like important events in history and erasing timelines to cause chaos Mm -hmm. and to try to break the sacred timeline beyond a way that the timekeepers can catch up with and fix. Um, It's elaborate and it's cool. It's it's interesting, um, but the the Sylvie character is is a Loki variant. She is Loki, but she's a female version. But she has a very 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 different life story than our Loki does. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, like Loki, like finds her, figures out you know her her the way she's operating, uses his wits to find her. They you know originally. Don't trust each other. Try to kill each other. Try to use their magic powers to enchant each other. It fails. And, you know, through the course of this, they have some adventures. Um, and and they develop feelings for each other, which is such... It's this cool, twisted thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this, this narcissistic character of Loki. Of course, the first time he'll ever feel love in his life is when he meets the female when version of himself. himself. <laughs> but... But it is still so it's so it's so interesting the way Tom Hiddleston 
plays the transition, right? The trans like we've never seen this version of Loki before. We've never seen a Loki in love before, right? No. This is a this is territory for this character that it, that we've never gone near before. So how is Tom Hiddleston going to handle this? And is it is it going to spoil the character? No, not at all. It. It, it's cool. It's it's great the way he handles it. It, it, it. He gives it a gravitas and a sincerity and a and a humility um, that uh, like it. It just fucking works. Tom Hiddleston is great, and I think that's maybe a main reason why I love this thing so much. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, the team of them especially, mm-hmm. so great. Uh, and the story is great too, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So a lot of stuff happens, and uh, you know, basically, what, what we find out here, Sylvie reveals to Loki that all of the TVA agents who believe that they were just created out of thin air by the Timekeepers, along with the Time Variance Authority, it turns out that they are actually variants. Um, they are actually people who were arrested by the TVA. They had their memories wiped, and they were put to work for the TVA to hunt down other variants. We don't have the full explanation on why that is yet, but um, the the plot device of that is that's what Loki uses to turn Owen Wilson and everybody who are his captors onto his side and make them his allies, right? And so it becomes everybody's mission. It becomes Owen Wilson's mission. It becomes the other TVA agent who has been uh, you know picking on Loki this entire time's mission to. Uh, to find out who is behind the TVA actually and why are they, why were they kidnapped and their minds erased and all of that and bring down this whole thing. Um, so that's where we are in episode five. Um, we find out uh, in this episode that when the timelines are erased and when the people are erased, they don't actually die. They're not actually erased because uh, they, <laughs> they actually quote, uh, um, one of the laws of physics uh, that that matter cannot be created or destroyed in their explanation of this, even though physics don't apply in the MCU, they they use it cleverly here. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of these timelines being destroyed when they're pruned, they actually go to this this point of time at the end of time called the void, where where no history is happening and time is about to end completely. Yeah. Um, but but if, so they put all the all the variant timelines there because. At there, at the end of time, they can't cause any more damage to the sacred timeline. They can't affect anything, make any changes anymore. Right. So it's you know effectively it protects the sacred timeline by sending them to the void at the end of time. The void at the end of time is also populated by this giant smoke monster that uh, eats everything. So um, did this? That uh, was did this? Uh, <laughs> sorry, did this episode remind you of Lost? The smoke monster? No, no, just the whole episode just remind me of Lost because you had that like mysterious monster. Um, there was yeah. one part where like a boat fell out of the sky, and I was like, Lost. <laughs> oh, and and they and they and the Loki variants lived in an underground bunker that yeah, looked like go. that looked like the bunker from Lost that they lost. tried to break. In. <laughs> You're right. You're right. There were some Lost like references. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of Sakaar from Thor Ragnarok, though, because. Mm-hmm. Of the way the sky portals opened up and all the garbage fell into them, right? Fell from the sky. Um, but uh, the void was actually super cool because there was a lot of fantastic Marvel Easter eggs that were yeah. dropped into these scenes, like 
like the famous Thanos helicopter mm-hmm. from the goofy Spider-Man comic from the 70s that Thanos flew um, what w- dropped in here mm-hmm. um, the the head of the living tribunal who is a, like a super powerful character in Marvel Comics mm-hmm. who people have been wondering if we're ever going to see in the MCU uh, appeared here a lot of great fun Marvel Easter eggs there's a Thor frog yeah. trapped in a jar underground Apparently that they cut past. Voiced by, uh, what's-his-face as well? Um, the guy that plays Thor. Um, Chris Evans? No, Chris Evans. The Chris guy that Hem- plays Thor. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Apparently it was yeah. voiced by him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, super fun moment. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of cool, uh, weird Easter eggs uh, in, in the void. Yeah. And in the void where Loki meets all of the other Loki variants. Uh, it's so great. Classic Loki uh, is so great, played by uh, the British actor who I love, whose name I don't remember now. Uh, damn it. I'm not going to find Richard E. Grant uh, as classic Loki is fantastic. I love him. He was the perfect choice to play the older version. And of course, Alligator of the Loki. Loki. We can't forget that. Alligator Loki is awesome and funny. Yeah. Um, Kid Loki is pretty cool too. I kind of dug him too mm-hmm. uh, when he gives Loki his Loki sword from the comics mm-hmm. um, at the end. I-, I thought that was a cool, fun thing too. Um, yeah, I I loved episode five, and episode five ends basically with uh, Loki and Sylvie uh, hand in hand together. Uh, finally pulling back the curtain to find out who is behind all this mm-hmm. and they find this this big black castle basically at the end of time um there's a lot of theories out there about what they're going to find in this castle mm-hmm. um but it's basically going to be the big bad we're going to have the we're going to have the questions answered who is behind all of this mm-hmm. uh the curtain the, the smoke curtain was peeled back and now we're going to meet the wizard who is the wizard? Yep. That is the big question that's going to be answered in episode six of Loki. Um, Hopefully. I have, I, I have some, <laughs> some predictions. Yeah, let's get uh, to I have it. some ideas. It's not going to be Mephisto. It's no Mephisto, brother. Um, this is not the WandaVision. Um, it's not going to be Ralph Boner either, though, I'm pretty sure this time. Um, We have seen in the trailers that there is a scene coming up that we haven't seen yet where Loki meets another version of himself who is sitting on the throne of Asgard. Okay. And there is another scene that, we ha- that we've seen in the trailer where Loki is walking up to a big giant set of doors that look like they're in Asgard, but they're kind of all dark and burnt and scratched up on the outside. Okay. And it kind of... I think looks like the outside of that castle that they mm-hmm. showed at the end of episode five. Right. So, um, Loki is going to meet a version of himself in this castle. Mm-hmm. Um, whether this version of himself is the big bad of the so- of the show or not, um, you know, is the question. But I think it's very likely. This right. show is called Loki. This show is all about Loki, and like I said earlier, Loki reconciling with all of the other versions of himself. It's the very best version of Loki, like Mm -hmm. I said, the good version of Loki, 
the true brother to Thor, yeah. the true son to Odin, uh, the, 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 the version of Loki that we were all made to like, who is going to be the hero of this thing. And, and my belief is the version of himself that is going to meet in this castle is the darkest, evilest hmm. version of himself. He's the version of Loki who kills Thor, kills Odin, takes the throne of Asgard, and then from there uses the throne of Asgard to conquer the rest of the multiverse, to fulfill his glorious purpose. What does Loki, what is Loki's, Loki's tagline, the evil Loki? Glorious purpose, hmm. right? It, it is his destiny, he believes, to rule. Right, so this is the version of Loki that does that, that rules everything. He conquers everything. He's sitting at the end of time in this castle, and has defeated everything. He's controlling every timeline in the multiverse. He is the greatest power in the universe. He is the greatest fulfillment of the darkest version of the Loki variant. Hmm. That is going to be the villain of the show, in my opinion, okay. because the hero of the show, like I said, is the best version of Loki. He's the only version of Loki probably to find love, to meet a female that he actually feels a real bonding with, a joining. And that connection of a, that connection with a different version of himself makes him stronger. And it's going to be the, not just I'm sorry, not just this Loki, this version of Loki that's from uh, Endgame, that's the best version of himself. It's the combination of him and Sylvie that 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 have the extra strength together, mm. only together, that can defeat the darkest, evilest version of Loki, the version of Loki that we remember from Endgame, who who yes was a sadistic murderer, like the evilest kind of character that you could imagine. And then when we have this, con like, this is so great, Kevin. This is why I love this so much, because from, from Kevin Feige's perspective, from an MCU's perspective, mm -hmm. you have this slight problem with this character, right? Like, like fans are going to be divided. Like, how can you ask me to like this character as Thor's brother when I've watched him sadistically murder innocent people in Avengers movies, like how how can I do that? Well, here's your answer. He's going to meet the evilest, darkest version of himself, and then defeat him, and end him, and he's going to walk away hand in hand, in love, and feeling complete, and not needing ever again to be a conqueror, to be a ruler, to be sadistic, to be cruel, because he's found. He's found completion as a person, and I just, I just think that this is such a great uh, storytelling experience. This whole series, um, I think, this whole thing is just about reconciling this character for us, mm. and and having good Loki defeat evil Loki and reconcile forevermore. That this is a good guy. Um, he's a complicated good guy. He's mischievous. He's always going to throw a wrench in. He's mm -hmm. always going to be. He's always going to be a narcissist. He's always going to protect himself first. But, um, but 
our love for him as a character is not misplaced because his in his in his heart and soul he really is a good sweet guy. Right. Um, that's what I, that's why I think where we're going here. Now look, a lot of people think that Kang the Conqueror is the actual villain of this series, okay? Yeah. And 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 there's a lot of reasons, right? There's a lot of comic book related things, right? Uh, the character of the judge is Kang the Conqueror's like love interest from the comics. Um, like a lot of this stuff is like Elias, the smoke monster. Mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror controls him in the comics too. A lot of this stuff leads to Kang the Conqueror, who we know is going to be a villain in the upcoming Ant-Man movie. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They've they've announced that Kang the Conqueror is the villain in that movie. So you know what? Yes, very well. Kang the Conqueror could end up being the bigger bad after the evil Loki. I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make a prediction about that or not. Look, all of the Mephisto shit with WandaVision makes me just hate the Kang the Conqueror theories. I hate the Kang the Conqueror theories. Mm-hmm. I believe that the resolution of this show is going to be only with characters who we've already met. I don't believe there's any new big character coming in episode six. Maybe I'm wrong. I kind of hope I'm wrong. I would love a big surprise, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Anyway, Kevin, I'm wrapping up my, I'm wrapping up my, uh, my discussion proportion here and my my predictions for Loki. Right. I got it out. I wanted to get it out. I got it out. I think. I think I got it all out. Anyway, um, uh, I love the show so far. It's the first one yeah, that I really love that I'm, that I'm not annoyed with. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this finale. I really am. This is the first one, Kevin, that I every week I have been looking forward to. Okay. I have been excited every week about this one. And I am super excited about the finale. Can't wait for it. Not going to give it a rating yet. Uh, we'll wait until we're done. Okay. But That's fair. There you go. I got it all out, Kev. All right. Sorry. I went on and on. It's all good. Why don't you bring us home? <laughs> so, yeah. No. I uh, Like I said, I, I do like the show. Um, I'm just, I don't know. When it came to just overall excitement and I know you had your issues with WandaVision, but yeah, I absolutely loved WandaVision. I thought it was a great yeah. show. Um, I had no problem with the ending. Um, I like it. I loved, uh, it I loved What's Her Face, Catherine Hahn, um, as yep. Agatha. <laughs> I, you know I, mean? I, I just thought it was a great show. And it was just the one show that, that so far to date, uh, that uh, I was excited to see the next one. Yeah. I get it. So, but yeah, no, I like I said, I I am enjoying this show more than than the Falcon and Winter Soldier one because that one just wasn't as I don't know, just wasn't there for me either. Like I like the show too, but uh, I do think this one's a little bit a uh, uh, step above that show. But I still, in my opinion, feel like it's not as good as One Division. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the last episode. Uh, I can't believe it's already here i actually thought that we had a couple more <laughs> in my head i was thinking we had a like a couple yeah. more go yeah but yeah no i'm really surprised it really creeped up on me quick but uh well six yeah. episodes is the shortest one mm-hmm. yet, right but yeah though no, this last episode uh, uh i i think it was my favorite of the five thus far um when he did uh finally like Link up with all those Lokis. I thought they were great. The alligator Loki was great. Yeah. Um, very well done as well. Like, obviously, yeah. it was CGI. Um, they're not going to put actors in a room with a fucking live alligator. 
Um, when the other Lokis came in and and invaded, and then the alligator bit off the one Loki's head, I was laughing my ass off. Like it was great. Like the whole fight thing was great. So, but yeah, no, it was it was a solid episode. Um, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out why Owen Wilson was driving a fucking pizza car with a fucking pizza thing on it. But it was funny. Uh, everything, everything's right? random. Yeah, it was point. random, yeah. right? It was really funny though. But um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a solid episode. And like you, uh, when we talk about uh, the final episode, I will give my grade rating for the entire series as well. So yeah, no, it was good. Um, what do you What do you think? Is it going to be Kang or or, uh, or is it just going to be Is it just going to okay. be a Loki? Like, so I feel like the rule I the like rule your... from WandaVision is don't expect something you haven't seen yet. Yeah, in the last episode. yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I like your theory. Um, I was watching New Rock Stars, um, and he also had a, a theory of of what they're going to find in the thing. Yeah. And I don't remember the character's name, but he was like the old man behind the scene, kind of like the um, the Wizard of Oz, yeah. um, where there was an old man pulling the strings. Um, yeah. I liked his theory, and I and he also did. He didn't say a Loki, but he did say uh, possibly Kang the Conqueror, uh, because there was a lot of like Kang um, nods. In uh, which yeah. we didn't really talk, but just just like there were a lot of Mephisto nods, yeah, in Wanda, exactly. <laughs> but like straight up yeah. Kang nods, though. Uh, for example, in in the Void, there was a um, um, the Avengers building, but it said yes. Kang, Kang, on yeah. Because uh, in, 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 in the comics, Kang does, or actually in the movie, they mentioned that Kang's company buys buys oh, the Avengers yeah. when they sell it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was another Kang, actual Kang reference in there too. Which yep. I'm drawing a blank what it was, but yeah, no, I kind of, I kind of feeling, I have a feeling based like what you said, based on the history of uh, Marvel's TV shows, it's probably going to be something like uh, the the old man behind the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're probably not going to give us something, like something. The, the architect from Matrix Three. Yeah, exactly. Right. Something like Colonel that. Sanders. Yeah. No, I, I hope not. I yeah. really hope not. Um, yeah. So. If if any if anything, I think it's going to be that judge character. Uh, what's what's her name? Um, where is she? Sorry, she has this name that's um, hmm. really Gugu Mbathara as Ravona Renslayer. Okay. Um, she is again. She's Kang's. Kang's in love with her in the comics. They're lovers, and she's a major character in the comics. Oh, um, and she actually takes Kang's place in certain comic storylines. So it's my belief that that's what's happening here. Just mm-hmm. like it was Agatha all along, okay. it's Ravona Renslayer all along, mm-hmm. in my opinion, in this show. And I think that she will lead us to Kang in the Ant-Man movie, Um because they will be connected, and we know that Kang is coming in the anti- in, in the Ant Man movie. Mm-hmm. Also, there's also there's a big fan theory I didn't mention that the Time Variance Authority is the city in the quantum realm that we see in this in the second Ant Man movie. Okay. Do you remember? In the, do you remember in the second Ant Man movie? There's a quick shot when they show the quantum realm where there's a city, like a tiny, tiny city right. in yep. the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and the and Marvel actually came out and said that's actually going to be important later in the future. Mm. Well, the theory is that that city is, is the, the Time Variance Authority. Oh, okay. 
because because time doesn't pass in the quantum realm the same as it does in the in the real world. Right. Okay. And seriously. and people's superpowers and infinity stones wouldn't work in the quantum realm mm-hmm. the same way they would in the in the real world. Right. So um, people think that this is how we're going to tie into Ant Man the next movie is because the Time Variance Authority is in the quantum realm. So Ant Man is going to be the one who has to go there mm. to resolve whatever's what however the loki show is going to end i guess okay but um but we'll see um mm-hmm. you know i'm i i have a feeling like this finale is going to be really huge like on a level of a massive marvel film um <laughs> in 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 terms of the massive things that are going to happen in it on like a cosmic level mm-hmm. um but we'll see i i think it's been great so far so i have faith that it's going to end strong mm-hmm. uh I don't think I'm going to be disappointed this time, but like I said, Hopefully. we will see. All right. All right. Um, anything else to about that? All right, then. <laughs> we're done. We're done with Loki. So let's wrap up quick. Yeah, Kev, yeah. anything you want to recommend briefly before we uh, close up episode 80? Because I know we always like to do that. Before yeah. We close up. Uh, I 110% recommend uh, quiet place Two. If you're a fan of the first one, uh, definitely watch a quiet place Two. Oh my God. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I started watching that Tomorrow War. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I turned it off. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I, I probably will finish it. But at the time, I was just like, this is really dumb. And I just yeah, kind of turned it off. It was like, Yeah. It was um, me. I'm trying to think of what else I've watched. Uh, I'm feeling the Fear Street, uh, which is this trilogy yeah. on Netflix. Um, yeah. It's like uh, a trilogy of uh, slasher films. And they're yeah. releasing them uh, every Friday. Um, the first one was uh, was fun. I was I'm not going to say it was great. It was a fun movie. It was uh, a little different from normal slasher movies, which uh, I really dug. And just kind of watch it to get what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. The second one uh, takes place in camp, and it's like total like. Um, I haven't finished it yet because I was really tired. I was watching it last night, but anyways, uh, I was really tired, so I ended up shutting it off. But uh, so far, it's setting up like a like a Friday Thirteenth type film. With, excuse me, with the slashers. Um, with, well, sorry, with camp counselors and whatnot. But I just got to the part where they kind of introduce the killer, and pff, when the killer <laughs> kills, it's fucking awesome. But anyways, um. Uh, so, uh, I'm only probably about, I think I, I have another hour left in the movie, so I'll finish that sometime this week. Uh, hopefully before part three comes out this Friday. Other than that, uh, that's really all I can think of uh, off the top of my head. What about yourself, my friend? Cool. Well, I, I finally finished The Handmaid's Tale season four and mm-hmm. I give it my highest possible recommendation. Okay. Good. It is my opinion that The Handmaid's Tale is probably the greatest television show ever made oh, in wow. terms of, in terms of writing, mm-hmm. directing, cinematography, acting. Oh my god. It 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 never lets up. So it's never bad. You put uh, never. you put it above uh, Game of Thrones? I know. I know, Game you of love, Thrones, I know you love Game no, of Thrones. Game of Thrones I'm hot and cold on. I I'm a, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan for yeah. sure, but after season 4, Game of Thrones definitely went downhill and okay. ended up I'm sorry. It ended up being really bad in the end. Okay. Um, Handmaid's Tale. I keep wondering if it's ever going to let up because I, I can't believe it can still be this good. Like mm. season after season after season, 
but god damn it how the writing seasons, in the show how many four seasons, seasons no, now. how many four were you, how many are they making? Do you know, or is it? Oh, no idea. Oh, I have okay. no idea how, okay. how far they're going to go with this. They've yeah. gone way past the book, okay. uh, way, way past the book. Um, they've done stuff with this character that, if you were a fan of the books, like you know, twenty years ago, and you're watching this show now and seeing these characters, fi- like it would be like if you were a Star Wars fan and you were finally seeing like Star Wars sequels and mm-hmm. like. It's huge for, for, for fans of those books. And it's so fucking good. It doesn't ever fail to be great. Um, and, and I, okay, I just, that's all I'm going to say about it because mm-hmm. uh, I want to be brief. But um, I do think that maybe I think The Handmaid's Tale is the best television show ever made. Um, okay. and, and maybe that's personal to me because some things are more important to me, like writing and and, and acting and uh, directing <laughs> the main things, uh, but um, whatever. Uh, I love that fucking show. Mm-hmm. I give it my highest recommendation. No. Um, I've been trying out this other show that I'm not sure if I want to recommend it too highly or not, but I think it's so kind of interesting, totally worth checking out just because it's such a it's such a weird thing. There's this show on Apple TV that is called C. Okay. S-E-E. Yep. And I had, I had never heard of this, but I was shocked that I had never heard of it because it came out in 2019 and it stars Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. Dave Bautista, and Alfre Woodard. And it is the weirdest fucking science fiction show. It is so fucking weird mm-hmm. that it constantly reminds me of Raised by Wolves. because not, not because it's anything like Raised by Wolves, but because what I love about Raised by Wolves, it is it is so creative and fucking weird all the time. And that's how I feel about this C show. The premise of this show is it's set in a, in a post-apocalyptic future Earth where a virus has made every human on planet Earth blind. Mm. And everybody lives in these warrior tribes that are very Mad Max-like. And I think even a little bit um, Planet of the Apes-like, like the new Planet of the Apes. It kind of feels like that post-apocalyptic Earth. Okay. Um, but everybody is blind, so it's so weird. They have to figure out completely new ways to do everything. So they show you a battle between two opposing armies when everybody is blind. Mm. And it is so cool and weird and something that i've just never seen before but the main hook of this show is jason momoa violently viciously murdering people constantly Mm. with swords and knives and whatever is handy and he like every time jason momoa gets in a battle it is scene after scene after scene of Mortal Kombat fatalities. It is fucking violence porn. I swear to God, mm. they just they just they just kind of think of the most creative ways they can think of for Jason Momoa to kill people, and they just do it over and over again. At the same time, though, there's this crazy fucked up story about this post apocalyptic yeah. Earth. <laughs> Where everybody is blind, it has been for a couple of hundred years now, and then 
there is a uh, there are a few people who start to be born with sight, mm. um, and there are especially there's these twins who are the main focus of the show. These twin children who are born with sight, and Jason Momoa is not their father, but he marries their mother and he adopts them as his children, and he raises them and protects them, and and it's all about how the world hates them. Because they are like gods, kind of. They have the power of sight that nobody else has. And everybody wants to kill them for it. Um, which is a totally cool, fucked up premise for a story, right? Yeah. Um, the only place I think it falls down is I really don't like the actors who play the kids who can see. Okay. And, and, and they seem to be the future of the show. Mm. Uh, because it's about it's a, it's all about them, <laughs> yeah. uh, and all the other characters are aging out as they're aging in to themselves. Um, so I I don't I don't know if I'm really looking forward to where this is going, but I'm still watching it. I think I'm on episode four of season one. There's two seasons now, well, season, and I'm gonna watch season two is uh, filmed in Toronto. I think I mentioned this to you before. I, I think season one is filmed in Toronto too. I was gonna mention. I, I was gonna mention that. As I well. looked it up. It's actually filmed in BC. So that's um, interesting. I thought yeah. I recognized some 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 scenes. Yeah, but, according to this, um, uh, a lot of scenes in in, in part one were uh, uh, in BC. So season two was there was actually he was filming in Brampton actually. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. It, it felt very. It felt Canadian a lot of times. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyway, I don't know if I'm really recommending this yet. It's still a wait and see for me, but I'm interested enough that, no I'm, that I'm keeping up with it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but um, the main hooks of it for me are, well, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista. I'm, I'm a fan of both those guys' work. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, like watching Jason Momoa just be like vicious, a vicious killer, it reminds me of... Um, Khal Drogo from Game of Thrones a lot when okay. when he starts fighting and killing people, yeah. um, it, it, and it's fun. I'm sorry, like I am not really I I don't like to be a fan of violence porn. Mm. I'm kind of against it, but I'm really enjoying this violence porn. Okay, uh, and uh, I don't know if it's going to turn out good or not. We'll see. Yeah. But um, so far, totally worth my time to check out. And I, you know, if you're curious, check it out too. Okay. Anyway. Let's wrap up this episode, Kev. We've gone on a long time, yep. um, and uh, it's been fun. It, uh, it's been a good conversation. We yes, had a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. We talked about a lot, but Most it's time definitely. to go to bed. Yes, it is. So, before we wrap up, do you have anything else you want to get in? Uh, no. Um, I was gonna. You mentioned Dave Bautista. Um, I was just gonna mention Army of the Dead. Did you end up watching that or no? Yes, I did. Yeah, which I I didn't mind it. I thought it wasn't bad. Um, yeah, we haven't really. I think I, I think, think it's harm. To, I think it's harmless fun. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to take it too seriously. I, no. I would never take. I don't think you should take it too seriously. Yeah. I think if you take it too seriously, that's when you won't like it. Yeah. But if you um if you just take it as a fun little ride, exactly. it is a fun. It is yeah. it is a fun little ride. Yeah. And yeah. they uh they already uh, I don't know if they started making it, but they're doing a spinoff. Uh, it's going to be a prequel. With the kid, yeah. with the kid that um, that got into the vault, uh, right. and I believe it's called Army of Army of Thieves or something like that. Right. If I remember correctly. Um, cool. Yeah, I heard yeah. they're going to do like a whole universe of Zack Snyder mm-hmm. uh, zombie stuff based yeah. on that. Based I don't around. think there's going to be zombies in it because it looks like it's post-apocalyptic. Oh, I see. Um, maybe it leads into the apocalypse. I guess I would assume because right. they did Hiram 
in this apocalypse, right? So, right. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously, I just saw like one photo um, of the cast, and that's it. But yeah, they didn't really mention if there was going to be zombies actually in it. So, should be interesting. Cool. So, other than that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, all right. Then. That's all. For is me. there any? Is there anyone on the phones who has any un- questions? Unfortunately, because my my. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, wow. uh, is this the only episode that we've ever had or we won't have well, Janet? Yeah. Jeez, uh, I, I wish. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> it might be. I don't know, man. Uh, it's all right. Janet, if you're listening, yes, that is the end uh, of episode 80 of Tool for this podcast. And and these two uh, older guys yeah. need to get some beauty sleep. Hopefully, uh, hopefully my. Because uh, they screwed me over, kids, with the soundboard. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get the sound we'll get the sound happening again. I have to redo all my soundboard because of that stupid right. app. But anyways, sorry kids. Sure. No Janet this sure, week. Uh, uh, I can imitate. Is that the end? <laughs> yes, Miss Janet, because you know I'm nasty. Yeah. Yes, yes, Miss Jackson. <laughs> um, I fucked it up again. It's Fuck. all good. It's all good. Anyway, Kev. Yes, my uh, Always a pleasure, my yes, friend. Man. And if you're listening out there, thank you for listening. Yeah. We are so grateful for you. Absolutely. Please drop us a comment. Drop us a like. Yeah. Uh, let us know you're there. Uh, let us know you're listening. Yes. Uh, that uh, means a lot to us, if you do. And uh, other than that, that's all we have for episode 80. Yeah. Uh, so, my friends, please stay safe and mm-hmm. just chill. Till the next episode.